Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusives.com. I'm your host, Thomas Battis, alongside one of the Short Track Guy in the studio tonight, Ted Baber of Ted Baber Video Productions in Pensacola, Florida, Fire Flag Speedway, and you might find him a little bit in other short tracks in the southeast. Ted, what's going on, guy? Oh, we're just going to have another wonderful evening talking about short track racing. I'm here to... It's just going to be a party. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Uh, Jim's not here. He is absent. He is in the shop working hard, getting ready for his next race coming up here shortly. Um, we will update what's going on. I think Ted got some information behind the scenes that um, we'll get to. And we've got some exciting news that happened here in this past weekend in Pensacola at Five Flag Speedway. We're going to hold off on that until the end. But uh, let's let's talk about what's going on in that sportsman stable. Well, uh, from what I understand, the, the new engine and the uh, combination with the new uh, VDL carburetor sounds evil. <laughs> he's ready to rock and roll. I know he's ready to get back out on the track. It is a long time between races, and he's ready to go. Yeah, you can't hold a horse back that long. You know, he's uh, he's a bull of a driver, and um, you know he he will uh, he will want it the way he wants it, and um, yeah, that's why he's not here tonight. He's focusing on getting that thing straight and getting it up to the front and and competing for another championship, which he would actually repeat this year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's in fourth place right now, and having not had the best of luck in the first two races, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, it's um, you know, it's it's going to be uh, another season at Five Flag Speedway with all the classes, and we had uh, uh, we had a stellar a stellar weekend. But uh, you know, I, I almost want to let the horse out of the gate too. I, I want to get talking about it, but we got some other things that we have to catch up on, and we do apologize. We had some uh, unforeseen circumstances that happened last week, and uh, partially my fault. But um, we're going to catch up on uh, as much as we can and get up caught to speed so mm-hmm. to speak and i want to give a big shout out first of all uh going back to uh jonathan davenport mm-hmm. at eldora oh. and tony stewart the <laughs> owner of eldora speedway uh putting up a million dollars for a dirt late nice. model race and jonathan davenport comes in there and just whoops some you know what i'm saying <laughs> some backside <laughs> one million dollars and then a couple of nights maybe the next night or a couple of nights you know he went to the xr and ran a dirt series and ran twenty thousand dollars <laughs> not um, a bad weekend not yeah bad yeah or one million two thousand twenty two dollars and then he goes and he wins the xr race and practiced another twenty dollars twenty thousand dollars i mean what's you know what's twenty thousand compared to a million to one just a few nights ago but um and then they went and did, ran another xr race and um chris ferguson actually picks up the forty thousand dollars so those dirt late models uh man they travel around the country and and even Ken Schrader yeah. uh, would would test to this, and and Kenny Wallace they they go all over the country and they they race these dirt late model races. They're running sixty seventy races a, a year, yep. but it seems like these dirt late model races are putting up a lot of money. They are putting up a ton of cash right now, and you've got to if you can possibly get out there and run it and run successfully, you can put some money in the bank. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would do it if I had. You know, that kind of talent. but <laughs> And the backup, you know. <laughs> just have somewhat of a, a, a modest talent talking about it. <laughs> so after after that, um, we're going to talk about Casey Johnson. And we've mentioned this guy before in the Arca Midwest mm-hmm. Tour uh, up there at Slinger and Dells. And uh, they run Madison. They run with, uh, there's another track in Wisconsin. Uh, the Milwaukee Mile in West Allis, Wisconsin, uh, with William Sawalich. Very good. Finishing second, Griffin McGrath, John DeAngelis, as we talked about a lot of time from Wisconsin up in that area, and the fast qualifier finishing fifth with Johnny Sauter. So you throw some of those names over a blanket and just go, wow. <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple other names coming up we've heard from before, and we're going to be hearing from them again. I can't wait to get to that one as well. 
Yeah, that's um, yeah, and we can go from race to race, which we're going to do um, onto the Spears uh, SRL Southwest Tour out in Kern County uh, with Jace Hansen. Uh, I believe it is his first uh, Spears SRL Southwest Tour win uh, with ten thousand dollars in the Firecracker One Hundred over Buddy Shepard and Dustin Ash, and that was uh, that was no feat. Uh, he had to really overcome. Uh, some positions and really kind of use the front bumper to get these guys out of the way to make the win. And it happened to be on the last lap. So congratulations to you, dude. And made for an exciting race. No doubt about that. You got to love that. Yeah. That's just, um, that's just part of some of the stuff that we've got, you know, Southern super series coming to tri County, Man. uh, you know, where the Southern super series points leader, uh, Stephen Nassie heads to Hudson, North Carolina for the King Parts 200 with uh, another cat that we're going to be talking about here just shortly. is uh, Some like, guy named Bubba. <laughs> yeah, some guy named Bubba Pollard. <laughs> I've heard of him before. Never. A lot of people heard about him this last weekend. Then, ooh, were they surprised. Yeah, not only this weekend, but uh, you're going to continue to hear about him in the future. Uh, I'm going to the King Parts 200 up there at Tri-County. Um, you know, with Stephen Nassie in the Southern Super Series, He's on a roll now with momentum, and uh, like the the anticipation that we have coming up in this episode, we're we're trying to hold our our reins back on this this uh, this horse we're on. But yeah. um, man, that's that's going to be a show this weekend at Kern County. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that's gonna, how that's going to turn out because both of those guys are going to be hard charging, trying to get. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are between them as far as points spread goes, but it's going to be something to watch. Yeah, I think they've got a little something against each other too, maybe or not against each other. I wouldn't say, but I mean, they've got more, they've more. got a history of uh, you know Rubbins racing kind of deal. A little rivalry going on there, though. <laughs> yeah. They've been known to get together. Yeah, I love that Southern Super Series, and uh, mm. you know we got Super Series pretty much building. Uh, I think I want to I want to say and go out on a limb and saying that Southern Super Series is kind of spread. Right. Um, I know there's probably other series and super late models and pro late models that um, have been in, in existence right. because of this but i think it's only getting bigger because of the southern super series and ted's got one here that um that's uh it's getting even bigger yeah the uh, grand national super series they were in in uh, franklin county and a name we haven't heard of uh haven't heard from too much here recently uh jeremy mayfield swept the weekend winning both races and I, i'm glad to see that because i know that he's had uh some situations in the past with NASCAR that didn't turn out as positive as I'm sure he would like to, but uh, at least in, at this particular uh, venue, he uh, held forth quite wonderfully. It was uh, nice to see him back on top. And <laughs> they all they run uh, two feature races. He won both of those. And uh, as far as the rundown goes for the uh, other uh, the the follow-ons. A.J. Hendrickson was the second place, and Kevin Cromer, this is in the first uh, feature, came in third. And then we have Mark Jones, Jason Shue, Mike Smith, Tyler Ashley, Cody Dennison, Dusty Silvers, Larry Wilcox, Eric Barber, and Joe Wilder finishing out the, the field. And from what I'm understanding, this class, the, the series is growing because prior to this, uh, I don't think the car count was quite as large. But it's getting bigger, and we can't wait to see how that's going to turn out. It's primarily a South North Carolina and Virginia area, but I think they're also spreading to different tracks as well. So it's good to see that. Now, in the second race, I think the first three is a fairly familiar. <laughs> you heard these numbers before. <laughs> Mayfield, Hendrickson, and Cromer again. But then things got shaken up a little bit beyond that because Josh Phillips was fourth. Lauren Butler came in fifth. 
uh, Mark Jones, and then Mike Smith, Dusty Silvers, Cody Denison, Eric Barber, Joe Wilder, and Larry Wilcox rounded out the, the finishing order there. Um, good racing, and, and it wasn't easy for uh, Mayfield. Apparently, there was a lot of traffic involved and kept things pretty shook up, and nobody knew what was going to happen until the very end, and it, it was just so much fun to watch. Right, and you know, the How Hard Charger Award went to Josh Phillips there in that race, so... Uh, or the event, uh, man, I can't, I can't imagine. Um, and we've watched Jeremy Mayfield. Uh, in fact, I've even raced with him on iRacing before, uh, at the super speedways. And it's so cool to see guys like that. And, um, people have always often asked me, you know, was it really him? Was it really him? Well, you, you can't fake an account like that with iRacing. They <laughs> do a background check and it, it is, you know, Tony Kanan. Um, there's been so many that have been on, uh, on iRacing, and, and Jeremy Mayfield has been one of them. At the, um, he always takes twelve, right. and I ran the twelve here locally. <laughs> now I'm the one twelve, and sometimes he takes the one twelve. So I've kind of got a little rivalry going on there with Jeremy Mayfield, although he doesn't know me from Adam's house cat. But <laughs> still, it's good to see him back in a race car and him doing well. Yep. Uh, and then taking a sweep on this Grand National Super Series. Uh, we're going to certainly keep an eye on out for this because this is uh, this is something it could be a uh, a north south shootout type thing, you know, where you got different series uh, with supers and pros, and then coming together and uh, they start butting heads. And man, you got you got some talent. We just never know. We are anticipating getting some representation from Job Bob Shack and company as far as trying to get exactly what all the details are. You know how the the what kind of cars they are and everything else. It is just this episode is just going to be so packed. We just could not force anything else in but we're going to we are going to handle that i promise you oh yeah absolutely we're going to stay on top of it and uh, give you as much insight on some of the bigger races uh from uh sprint cars on dirt to you know sprint cars on asphalt late right. models pro late models even you know if we have to go to bandoleros you know if, uh, <laughs> who knows and we've 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 extending you know from one part of the coast to another and we've already been gone across the border which we're closely going to do now yeah <laughs> is going to burlington washington yeah, at a track that i want everybody to kind of take a look at um this was a bucket uh, list <laughs> yeah this is this is a dirt cup tune-up yeah i love that name <laughs> yeah the dirt cup tune-up and it actually originated back in 1954 on labor day and <laughs> there were 14 investors um, I believe that put in at least a hundred dollars to buy 17 acres of land and cleared stumps, trees, and an egg-shaped oval cut out in the middle. May not qualify as a racetrack, but those came out to be within a hundred dollar purchase of land. Was excited about the future. I mean, you can imagine in 1954 uh, buying land like that and cutting it out. Now, this wasn't like a a planned kind of thing. They just went and dug it out. Just and to see what happened. Yeah, that they had five or six or maybe seven earlier pioneers um, mm -hmm. that that went into this. It's a three tenth oval that's, of clay using the acreage available to taking clay from the property itself. That's tiny. <laughs> yeah, talk about a boring. Oh and at the time, the track was roughed out uh, of the terrain, so it was kind of like they were working on this thing, finding that the landscape at the south end of the racetrack was 12 feet higher than the north end that's interesting yeah <laughs> dirt was taken and relocated to the other side Hell, to compensate have an elevation change <laughs> you, you would think if they'd have kept going but somebody was smart enough to realize that and at the time 
they thought that we were building an oval track shaped like all others. Yeah. And it wasn't until later that someone flew over the racetrack in an airplane and took an aerial photo. <laughs> Oops. And they realized it was an egg shape. So they weren't even close. Yeah. But over a period of time, uh, it became known as Skagit Speedway, and it's in Burlington, Washington. And we have gone from Canada to South Florida at 417. We've gone through Texas. We've gone through California up to Washington, uh, all the way up into the very, very, very far west coast up there in Canada. But if anybody is out there uh, interested in, in some sort of a speedway history, go watch some of those videos of some of the dirt track races that they've got at Skagit Speedway in Man. Burlington, Washington. It just it just it doesn't get any better than that. And we, you know, we really kind of focus yep. on the southeast, and we do, uh, you know, we a primary kind of, location that we're yeah. working on. Right? But it's everywhere. Man, I just watched reviewed some of the the uh, action from up there. Oh my lord! The crossovers and the, and the, the, the slide the jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's a, they're, and they're four ten. They got three sixty and they got four ten yep. sprint. Um, and, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like going to Southern. I don't think three eights and three tenths. You're gonna notice a whole big difference. But no. um, these guys come out and uh, they roll on the track and they they. I mean, they get it done. And, and it happens um, in a hurry too on a three tenths mile too because you just constantly. On the brakes, on the gas, on the wheel, on the the uh, the berm, everything in between, trying to stay out front. It's just it's not easy. These guys are working at every second. Right, right. And I'm reading that noise wasn't the problem, really, in the early days of Skagit. Uh, the problem was dust. Right. And uh, <laughs> the investors got uh, you know back into their pockets in 1958 to build a well. Um, two years later, the lights were added, and um, Skagit became racing every Friday night under the lights. Wow. And uh, that was in 1958, so that was a pretty big deal. And you can imagine those sprint cars back in 1958. Ooh. These guys, um, I mean, they, they probably had dirt all over their face. You know, the goggles and oh, yeah. the, the hard helmets and everything back in those days, I'm sure. The raccoon look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pull them, <laughs> the goggles off, and all you see your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if anybody wants to check out some racing history, just go to uh, Skagit Speedway, uh, look it up, and watch some of those uh, videos uh, wherever you get your sources. And uh, today they've got 10,000-seat venue, yeah. which is uh, uh, breathtaking. It is impressive. The racing there is really impressive, i got to tell you. Yeah, and they have fans from April to September. Uh, racing happens uh, nearly every Saturday night with the addition of special events such as the Dirt Cup, which we're right. talking about, mm -hmm. uh, the Summer Nationals, the Monster Slam, and World of Outlaws. So we talk about it in our area, but um, I just wanted to bring another side of it from a different another you know, venue. <laughs> it's probably 3,500 miles from where we're talking. Right. But they're doing the same thing here that they would do at Southern, which is 20 exactly. minutes from our location. So exactly. I want to I want to put a, a lot of stuff out there. Skagit Speedway, S-K-A-G-I-T Speedway oh. in Burlington, Washington. Uh, check some of those videos out. Um, it's just the same. And give some of those guys kudos. I think I have a list of some of the guys that are um, actually out there for the 50th annual Jim Raper Memorial, Memorial. Dirt Cup. Tyler Courtney. Right. Uh, Corey Gray and Justin Sanders. Um, those are just a few of the names that are leading points right now in the, in the 410 sprints. Um, and they were and, swapping places back and forth, up and down. And 
getting in and out of traffic. That was another thing because I noticed that there was a lot of traffic out there that they had to deal with. And, but they managed to get through it, put the slide job on each other, you know, just, and they were bouncing off the berm, going to the bottom, going to the top and having a blast. Yeah. They're just slide jobs. And, uh, what did you say the other one was? The berm shots. Yeah. The berm <laughs> shots. Yeah. This is so cool. Those Skagit's, uh, Speedway in Burlington, Washington. Just kind of check that out and watch some of those videos and you'll know what we're talking about. If you've seen a sprint car race here locally at, yep. at Southern Raceway in Milton, which is literally 30 minutes from our, our, our location. Um, it's, it's no different. And I wanted to bring them in the side like we do the SRL series. Yep. Uh, with the supers out there in Kern County and at California with Derek Thorne and Jeremy Doss and Jesse Love and all those guys. Yep. We, we want to try to welcome the love to the, to the East Coast. And, uh, we try to do that. And, uh, right now I think it's an opportunity to kind of pick up on that and, uh, and bring it to light. And I think we've done that before in Canada and some up, uh, oh, yes. In all Alaska, over. didn't we? Didn't we do an episode with a, a right. race in Alaska? I believe we did. <laughs> I think we did too. And really, I, that's pushing the cushion. There. <laughs> yeah, you know, in Alaska over there, they, their season probably lasts about three weeks. Right. <laughs> By the time they get the sun comes up, sun goes down, you're done. <laughs> you got to run three weeks, and your season's over. <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of racing in a very little bit of time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just being kind of crazy about that. But I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying. In right. Alaska, it's like. If if you picture Alaska, you know you, you just think of you know like ice and right. snow and just tundra and yeah the wind and you, igloos and all that kind of stuff. You don't think of you know short track racing or any kind of racing really, except maybe uh, snowmobiles and all that kind of stuff on the on the snow and ice and everything. Ice racing, but yeah, motorcycle ice racing things like that that can get pretty. They have spiked and they have non spiked tires on those ice race bikes, which got to be a little bit painful if you get caught by one of those. But man. Yeah, I can't imagine getting ready to go to a, a I don't know Thursday, Saturday, Friday night show, um, and you know bundling kids up with you know blankets and uh, parkas or whatever you want to call them, yeah. and you go out to the racetrack and watch these snowmobiles and and ice trucks and and whatever uh, racing yeah. they got. But we've yeah. actually talked about some of the dirt track races with um, late models and and modifieds and all that stuff. They right. do it in a, during a season, which right. is just kind of unusual to us. <laughs> well, it's not, I'm sure it's not unusual then because they've probably been doing it for years as well. Well, I, you know, check it out. Um, Skagit Speedway in, in Burlington, Washington. Check out that racetrack and learn a little bit more of the history about some of these short tracks. And we're trying to keep short tracks alive. And um, speaking of something we don't want to let go, and, and we had an experience coming up this past weekend oh, that Lord. we had anticipated since the announcement was a couple of months ago. Right. With the SRX, the Superstar Experience oh, Racing Series coming to Pensacola at Five Flag Speedway, man, and it man, that it was everything that you expected it to be, and so much more. Correct, I promise you. That was so much fun to watch. Yes, it was hot. Yes, <laughs> hot. It doesn't even begin to describe. The track was an absolute grease ball. Everybody had to try to adjust for it. Had to compensate for fluid loss and everything else that was going on. But it was so much fun to watch. And the aforementioned Bubba Pollard, first race, clinic. <laughs> he absolutely showed everybody how to get around that track. It was so much fun to watch that. The second heat race, clinic. He comes from last to sixth place. And then the feature, wow. If it hadn't been for a low left rear tire, I think he would have absolutely won that race. But it was just most unfortunate that it happened. We were watching it, and all of a sudden, he disappears. I'm like, well, where'd he go? And then they come back out on the track, 
and he's dead last. And we're like, oh, this is bad, but boy, this is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> right, right. And I did, I did watch the replay uh, on CBS uh, on YouTube. They have it on the YouTube channel with SRX and CBS yep. Sports, uh, which they've had all the races replayed um, in the feature races in its entirety. Uh, through the YouTube channel, right? Uh, if you weren't happening, you know, to be able to make it, uh, you could watch the replay. But it's just a feature. And but we we got to experience being on premises because the track is literally ten minutes from our studio, right? And the anticipation of uh, these drivers that are coming in to put on a show, well, uh, like we've never seen before, was just, um, I mean, over the top. The show started. With the condition of the track to begin with, it was absolutely pristine. It was so well put together. Shout out to Shanna Ard for doing such a wonderful job and getting the place fixed up for a national TV audience. Oh, for sure. And I, I managed to, I got there real early, like about 10 o'clock, and to rub elbows with some of the people that were there, Paul Tracy, Helio Castro Neves, uh, TK, Tony Kanan, and those are the IndyCar guys. Now, let's not leave the NASCAR guys out, Bill Elliott. Uh, Bobby Labonte, uh, Greg see, Biffle, Greg Biffle. I got his autograph, by yeah. the way. He was, he was very gracious about that. Uh, Michael Waltrip, uh, good Lord, the quality of people there. Uh, it was just outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marco Andretti, Paul yeah. Tracy, yep. um, Ryan Hunter Ray, yes. Ryan Newman. Oh, yeah. um, you know, not not excluding Bubba Pollard, you know, one of our heroes oh, here yeah. in the local area. Uh, he claims the Five Flags is his local track. And I think these guys knew they were coming down to follow and see what he does. Right. Because I don't think a lot of them, uh, and we're going to get to the real big story here just because of this. Right. <laughs> um, I think a lot of them want to find out how to get around this place, you know, with the uh, equally prepared cars. And now you can go right. back to the old IROC series, right. international race of champions with the same way, yeah. but they more paid attention to like the mile and a half and the two miles. They did the super speedways. They right. did Daytona. They did Texas. They did Atlanta. Um, I saw the race in Atlanta in 05 and I promise you it was the best race I have right. ever seen. And the winner of this one was in that race, and it was the best race I've ever seen in my life. Well, this one, <laughs> I have seen a lot of races out there in 20-plus years. This one was pretty darn exciting. It would make your top five because these guys were, everybody was just slip-sliding and you know fussing about how greasy everything was. But you were all on the same track. You were all in relatively equally compared, you know, pre prepared cars. So it was all out there, you know, you just, you had to deal with what you had to deal with. And that was about how it came down. But to watch Bubba come from absolutely the tail end and just consistently one after another, click them off, pass them, <laughs> uh, bump, a little bit of bumping, a little bit of grinding, a little bit of maneuvering, but nothing like when he reached, I mean, he got past the best that NASCAR and Indy Racing League had to offer. Then he came to Newman. <laughs> <laughs> that's when things got extremely exciting because I was, I was in turns one and two and he was, Bubba was inside Newman, just grind. He wasn't really bumping him. He wasn't hitting him. He just, Newman knew he was there and he knew that something was coming. And when he was coming to the checkered flag, Newman found out just, he, he may be tough to pass, but he's not impossible. And Bubba let him know because I saw the sparks. Well, that's what they say Rubbin's racing, though. And he rubbed him. You know, nobody wrecked anybody. Nope. You know, um, the only incident that happened really was 
one, Bubba's flat tire. Right. Which the hole was, uh, if you see Matt Yunkum, when they pulled the tire off after they replaced it, uh, the hole was on the inside of that right, uh, left rear. I'm trying to figure um, that one out. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, Bubba had to start in the back. And um, he just, he, he was very methodical. Yeah. And, and he just kept picking them off one by one. And, <laughs> and uh, Jim being probably the biggest Bubba fan in the world, he was just hollering. <laughs> Try to help him get get back up here, and I I just got to think if he could have got past Newman a little bit sooner, maybe five or ten laps to go, it might have ended up differently. Maybe uh, you know we'll we'll never we'll never never know <laughs> never know that. Um, but um, the big story, um, you know, with Bubba, uh, and I, I do have to make a, a correction that you might have heard on the replay through CBS that. Um, Bubba has one in Maine. Bubba has one in Washington. He has one in California. He has one in Canada. Right. Um, but he has not won the Snowball Derby. And, no. And, and Alan Beswick, uh, great guy with Connor Daly doing the commentating, did a great job. But that was one of the things that stood out to me is that the, they said he won the Snowball Derby, and he has not. Has That's not. the only late model race in the country that is on Bubba's shoulders that right. he's got to knock off. <laughs> Um, it's like trying to win your first Stanley Cup, your Super Bowl, and right. or your NBA championship. That is one of the races that Bubba's trying to get off his oh, back. Shit. I know it's got to be a monkey on his back, and it's got to wear on him that he hasn't done that yet. But it's coming. Um, I, I promise you it's coming. Yeah. Um, so with Bubba winning uh, the first heat race and then having trouble and having to work his way to the back and then battling it out, you know, through the field right. uh, with the Bonnie and then, uh, Kanan, obviously, and then Castro Neves, and then Newman. Um, <laughs> the outcome uh, could not have been uh, a more uh, monumental, right. as Tim Bryant would say. That's absolutely because uh, you have the iconic picture. <laughs> the, yeah, the iconic picture of, of Elio Castro Neves uh, climbing the fence, uh, Elio. Spider-Man yes. Castroneves, which Absolutely. he's done at Indy. Well, he's a four-time Indy 500 champion. And, and to have him in our backyard at our racetrack and watch him up and close and yep. and seeing what he did. And then finding out the story as how this all unfolded. Absolutely. Even, even puts more icing on the cake. It's just amazing he was even there. He wasn't really supposed to be there. And he was actually, somebody actually asked him, what are you doing here? <laughs> because they didn't expect him there, but he was there and it was just a, a situation that worked out as best it could possibly work out. He had a car that he had run before, was set up for him, and it happened to be one of the backup cars that hadn't been taken yet. So he got an opportunity to race and boy, did he take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, um, you know, he had uh, made the commitment back early in the spring uh, to run a full NTT uh, IndyCar series. Right. Uh, he's 47 years old, from Brazil, um, four-time Indy 500 champion. Um, and he had uh, found a hole in his schedule where he could, he could, he could make it. Right. And um, Donald Hawk. The CEO of SRX and Ashley, the director of operations, got together when he decided that he was going to board a commercial plane and fly to Pensacola. He bought his own ticket. <laughs> yeah, he bought his own ticket and flew to Pensacola commercially. Right. 
and got to the racetrack. And when he got on the plane, he called Ashley and said, what time am I supposed to be at the racetrack? And she uh-huh. said, Elio, you're not even in the lineup. You're not supposed to be here. And he goes, well, I'm on the plane. <laughs> so she went to work with Donald. They text with uh, Matt, the, um, you know, all coordinators for the SRX series right. and asked if we had a car for Elio because obviously he's on his way. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, it happened to be that his car was in the paddock as a backup, but right. it was the same car that he rode uh, last year in all six races. It was his full-time SRX car last year. Right. And so when he got there, that's when Ted was saying, everybody said, what are you doing here? And they, he thought it was funny because he wasn't supposed to be there. And I, I, I can only almost see the jaws drop like, oh, boy, what? we're in trouble. Yeah, we got something to do. And Tim also had to put out a little bit of effort to get his car numbered. And I didn't realize when I was sitting there watching him putting the number on the car that that was Castor Nevis's car. And I was like, well, I've got to give me, get a shot of this. And he's like... I'm going to put a number on the car. What did that tell about? Got a shot of that. I'm like, then I find out. I'm like, oh, holy yeah. cow. <laughs> well, there's no way you're going to sit there and decline the no. fact that Ilio Castroneves took it out of his own pocket to get on a plane because he was going to come and he found a, a, a way to get here yeah. and a hole in his schedule that he could race. And the deal was at the beginning when he made that sign to run the full IndyCar series that if if you were to come and run the SRX series, and if you win one of those, I would help you find a ride in NASCAR. <laughs> and so this is what happened. Yep. And if this makes this story so extraordinary, and to have Ilio win the race, not even supposed to be here, and he climbs the fence. Right. Uh, it's just, um, like Tim said, it was it's absolutely monumental for this area in our economy. And what is so cool about it, it's not just any race that he gets to run. He gets to run Daytona. And they, I, I'm sure they're going to find a way to have oh, that. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be the July race, obviously, but nope. it'll be it'll be possibly trying to get into the 500 right. uh, in 2023. He will have to race his way in. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That qualifying, you know, I mean, one way or the other. But wow, what a, I mean, what a what an event they put on. Kudos to Tim Bryant and your staff out yep. there. You you guys, um, man, my hat's off to you. And I'm mean, going to take the hat off and I'm going to dig a hole and bury it just for you guys because you <laughs> you absolutely did a phenomenal job uh, getting that track ready uh, and having CBS come in and SRX do their deal like you did in the past with Hooters coming in and taking the track and and running it like their own. Um, it went off flawlessly. I'm sure you had some little issues here and there. Oh, with, yeah, little, you know, all of a sudden, Castro Nevis is coming. I got to find some decals <laughs> and, you know, I got to find a vinyl company to, to put the numbers on there. Uh, now, it wasn't a total wrap, I don't believe. No. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I doubt. I think the car was ready, but if they had numbers to put on it, they would have had them. But because it was Elio, they had to put his name and the number and all the other stuff on it. But uh, it was just... But kudos to that whole crew and uh, man, the crowd braved the heat. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, unbelievably hot. And another thing I want to say is thank you so much for having the arm stamp. Yes. To get us out in the <laughs> right. parking lot because I knew that it was going to be an issue for people that were, you know, having a good time and and didn't experience because there's a lot of people came from out of town. Right. A whole lot. And well, they just chased that series around, you know, and uh, there was a bunch of RVs and a bunch of, you know, uh, license plates and tags I hadn't seen before <laughs> states right. I've seen before, but you know, just a whole bunch. And I think one of the coolest things was while I was down there in the paddock, as they would call it, right. I got to shake Tony Kanan's hand. That 
is an experience I'll he's never a, forget. He's a cool guy, too. He, I mean, I asked him, did you draw the short straw and get the pink car? And he said, I like pink. I'm like, I said, as long as it's fast, that's all that matters. He, he's but from, he's from Brazil, that. too, isn't he? Yes. He's both, he and Elio are both from Brazil. And uh, they're really good friends. And what a what a cool group of guys just yes. to go out and, and be stars. Yes, absolutely. Experience stars, stars and have a great time and not really... And, uh, not be stuck up about it. I mean, yeah. Like, I can't say much about Paul Tracy, though. I think Paul Tracy, we talked about this before yep. we went on. I think he's... He, he just he loves being in that spotlight. Yep. I think <laughs> he's been in the booth. He yeah. you know with the IndyCar uh, events. He's been in the broadcast booth, right. and um, now he's gotten this opportunity, and he gets roughed up. I know he and uh, <laughs> Haley Deegan had it out um, last year. Um, I want to say it was Nashville, but I'm not sure because I think that's where she was racing. Right at I'm Nashville, and uh, they kind of roughed it up a little bit, and they got a little, you know verbal conflict you know at the end but i mean it was it is what it is kind of thing but i think paul tracy plays that part not intentionally i <laughs> no. don't think it's a script no. but paul tracy's one of those guys that kind of fits in the middle of the front end and the back end of that spectrum well i know that uh um uh, newman ryan newman and uh above ahead <clears throat> they they discuss things after it's all over with in calm and professional fashion so <laughs> they i don't think either one of them we're upset with the other, but you know, it's just, that's racing. And Bubba was trying to do everything he could to win that race. And it come down to the last lap. You know, you're going to do what you got to do to at least you know, improve your position. If you know you can't win it, just do whatever you can to get up there just a little bit further. But man, that was an experience. I really hope we can get them back. Yeah, I, I really hope so too. And um, we're looking at this year's schedule. They are going back to Stafford. Um, and the Stafford, I believe, is their opening race last year with Doug Kobe taking the win over those superstars. Right. Um, and then, you know, you've got Bubba Pollard finishing second. I, I believe uh, they're going to South Boston this weekend right. on Saturday night, mm -hmm. also on CBS. And Peyton Sellers ironically will be in the 26 car against <laughs> the same lineup that we had here at five flags so i can't wait and i'm i'm hoping as i can attest to jim saying here right here in the studio if he were here i hope they extend it and make it maybe 10 or 12 races right all fun. short tracks and then multiple drivers in the mix right because it'd be nice to have like uh, i don't know how you could work out like an overall uh non-superstar champion like the the nascar or the other uh IRL series, but if you could figure that out, you know, you have to give somebody a second shot. Everybody knows who Bubba Pollard is now because they watched him on national TV just carve his way through the field, yeah. almost to the front. Yeah, if they didn't know Bubba Pollard then, they do now. Absolutely. And that, that's that's another thing that's huge with that Bubba Pollard uh, stable. Um, with being super late model, pro late model, uh, he's known all over the country in that short track realm. Uh, but, but being put in that spot like Luke Van House and Doug Kobe and all those guys last year, um, he just uh, and he did earn it. There right. was a double header super late model mm -hmm. race. He finished first, which I am proud to say uh, the right front fender from that <laughs> right race and the win on Friday night is right in our studio with his signature on it. And then he uh, actually got in some trouble Saturday night, I think, yeah, and finished fourth. Um, but he, the best average and he earned it. He, it wasn't chosen. No, he earned it. And, um, we're so proud of Bubba Pollard from Sonoya, Georgia. And, uh, he works hard every day. He's got a normal job working with his family at uh, the dirt track in Sonoya. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he knows his stuff and it was great to see a picture of his, his local crew that comes down 
which they call local crew, but I'm yeah. sure they're all from different parts. Some of them probably from here. They're all in that party deck. And I think Tim reserved that party deck he for did. the Pollard family mm-hmm. and friends. Yeah. And it was great to see his crew in there just being normal guys and rooting his, <laughs> his driver on. And him coming off with a second-place finish is just, um, I mean, just, it, just an all-around cool experience. And I, I, I'm... I, I, I would be on my deathbed before I'd miss that. <laughs> Absolutely. And we almost, both of us almost worked. <laughs> we were, yeah. And have been feeling the best. I was not 100% sure I was going to make it, but I'm so happy I did because that's something you have to experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was incredible. So, um, uh, once again, my hat's off uh, and buried to Tim Bryant <laughs> and his staff out there at Five Flags. Um, Shannon Harper, you know, doing the decorations and everything and making it look nice and, and brand new. It was, uh, it, it was, was beautiful. The only, the only thing I would suggest maybe is a little bit more lighting. Yep. <laughs> I would just put a little bit more, maybe, you know, I know they, they had to put some of the electrical lines underneath the track to right. get, you know, visual right. aspect of it. But I think in order to make it more, not that it wouldn't be, but even more greater experience was a little bit more lighting in the corners, right. you know, or, or some of the dull spots around there. But all in all, I don't want to, I don't want to tarnish no, the whole thing, but the Saturday night deal, uh, it was, uh, stellar. And, uh, I'm so proud that, um, they were able to pull this off and uh, I can't wait to see it next year. I know that everybody was absolutely relieved when the sun finally went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It was a hot one. Yes, it was. <laughs> we had a generator and three fans and a little pool for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that, that arm stamp that they put on you, it allowed you to go back in the parking lot and sit in your car and turn it on. Right. Uh, when off-track uh, festivities stopped, uh, on-track festivities stopped, um, it, it allowed you to go in the car and cool off. Right. And then when you, you know, heard all the cars coming back in and you could get back out and go and you could walk in and out, which was a, a big help. If you get, you get stuck in the stands and can't go anywhere. I mean, the shade, it was still a hundred degrees in the shade. So it was, um, but still, I hope overall in spite of the weather and I know it was not comfortable, but it was so much fun to watch that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't wait for them to come back, and I really, really hope they do, and, and uh, we'll just wait to see the, the schedule. And, and we've got five more races, and this weekend coming up at uh, South, South Boston, Boston mm-hmm. in Virginia, yep. uh, the same lineup with Peyton Sellers. Good luck, Peyton Sellers, mm-hmm. in that 26 car. <laughs> Maybe Bubba can throw you a little good luck, and kudos to that, and uh, see if you can go to the front and, and you know, win that one. Pull so, that one off, yep. Well, <laughs> well, I don't believe that we managed to pack it all in there, but we did. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't believe we'd be able to get most of it, and I think we got even a little bit more than most. So, um, uh, congratulations to all the winners. Everybody is driving Port City. Everybody is driving a Super Pro Dirt Sprint. You know, late model go kart. Everything <laughs> go kart. Everybody that's won this weekend and holding the trophy up. Kudos to you. Yep. We all know from a standpoint how hard it is to to get in the shop and then you know bleed and sweat and and cry a little bit and and then get better and then finally win and and when it takes over um get you be some busted knuckle university <laughs> absolutely yeah that's the, that's the that's the way it all plays out so um ted yeah <laughs> i'll be a gym not here he's uh you know doing that busted knuckles right in the shop you know yes, getting his is. sportsman car ready for the for the next race and um 
uh, it's always a pleasure to get and talk short track racing. And That's right. This was a special episode for me uh, because the SRX came here, and we had so much to talk about that and, and the story behind it, right. uh, the people that we have mentioned, and, and a lot of the superstars that came in. You don't get to see that much. Yeah. Um, this is, what, the seventh race they've had? Right. And we are one of the seven for these superstars that come in. Yikes. Normally, you'd have the Snowball Derby, and you'd have Chase Elliott, or you have Kyle Busch, or you have David Reagan, or Davis right. Dremme, or some of these guys come in from the Cup Series, or, you know, Truck Series, John right. Hunter Nemechek, and Derek Krause, all those guys. But you don't have 13 cars that are lined up, albeit one is a superstar anyway. Right. But the other right. 12 having such pedigree right. with the wins that they've had and the success and in their career. and everything else. Uh, it just, it's mind-boggling. It is. Absolutely great. So it, uh, it was, I mean, I'm glad we, I mean, we could go on and on and on. <laughs> I'm could. still, I'm we still could. so pumped I'm so, about I am it. Too. I'm just juiced over that. Yeah. I walked in and they were going around and around and around. And I'm thinking, okay, there goes Walter. There goes Labonte. There goes Andretti. There goes Tracy. <laughs> Now, not to, you know, to slight any other class, but the Outlaws put on a heck of a show, too, as best they could with Timothy Watson's absolutely putting on a clinic for them, too. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> maybe he's from Panama City. I know that. And, uh, yeah, he's putting a spanking on those boys in that Outlaw series. But, yeah, it was a great show, too. And I think I texted my brother one time uh, early, uh, like, these guys are going to have some trouble because it's so hot out here. These cars are going to burn up. Yeah, a lot of them. I think they started 26, I believe, and finished 13 because the heat got to some of them. Uh, Mechanical right. failures got to some of them. It just, it was rough. Well, I, I could see that coming, you know, from, you know, us just walking around, right. uh, let alone the, you know, the fluids trying to keep everything cool yeah. in the car. Um, I put, I did have a GoPro in one of the cars. I leaned in to get it and I burned my arm. And it was not even a heated surface. It was just, it was the roll bar for crying out loud. I got smoked on that. Yeah. Welcome to that Florida weather, I guess everybody would say. If you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes, it'll change. Well, Saturday, it did not. No, it did not. Not at all. If it didn't change, it changed for the worse. It got hotter. So, uh, kudos to all the fans that came out. Yes. Um, thank we love seeing for, all that. I was hoping for a. In droves. Yeah. Yeah, and the heat, uh, some of them I know that had to get carted off and uh, because of the heat stroke and everything, right. but they got they got taken care of. Yeah, uh, Tim Bryant was very adamant about that, you know, and yeah. being being uh, notable about watching people and how they were and then, you know, having his staff out there, um, you know, taking care of the people. And uh, what a, I mean, just a, it's just a stellar time. It was announced on a regular occasion to stay hydrated, get your fluids, get something to drink, you know, yeah. keep after it. Yeah, yeah. So Ted, yeah, right. as always, it's it's uh, it's so cool to talk short track racing, especially this episode. I, this one's going to go down in in one of my favorites. Um, and uh, Jim, hey, keep busting those knuckles. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you and talking to you uh, next uh, Wednesday night, yep. um, episode fifty three. Mm -hmm. It will be. And um, thanks to everybody for uh, listening. Right. And um, we will we will keep you up to date on everything that's going on, and uh, we'll try to give you as much as we can. That is it. There is, there is one final item that I think we cannot forget before we get out of here. That is a let's, let's go, go, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>